I want to tell you briefly about putting love into action. Several years ago, Barbie was always a part of Box City with us. She always was right there with us, starting the fire, having the big fire pit, always there helping raise the funds for Angel Tree, always supporting the homeless, helping build the boxes, being creative and being with the youth. This year, the particular that I'm talking about, we had 19 youth on the lawn across the street. And it was a wet night. And Barbie always built a box and always seemed to sleep in it. And I would just tell her, I don't know how you do that. I can't sleep on this ground. I don't know how you overcome it, but you do. Well, this night was no different. She stayed right with us. She slept two or three hours and got up the next morning. We fixed pancakes, a big breakfast for them all. And we walked across the street to the sanctuary and we all sat in the pews. After the church service, it's, it's customary to walk back across the street and tear down everything, from the boxes to putting out the fire in the fire pit to cleaning up our, all of our small dining room mess and our gym mess and packing things away. It usually takes a couple of hours. And this day was no different. But as Barbie and I are walking out, leading the youth, there's a man sitting in the back of the narthex, not inside the sanctuary, but the back doors, right before you walk out side and he looks a little dirty he looks a, he smells a little bit and he's sitting there waiting for someone to say something Barbie nudges me and points to him and so I walk up to him the teenagers the youth are starting to walk across the street and I said hi I said have you been helped today I said we're glad you're here for service I said have you been helped today he said no I haven't no one's talked to me he said, but I just want to know about the boxes across the street. He said, I'm, I don't have a place to stay right now. I don't have a place to live. And he said, can I, can I, is this um, a shelter for people? And can I, can I get one of those boxes? Can I stay there around that fire and be in one of those boxes? And I said, um, this was a fundraiser project. And we're about to tear all those boxes down and put the fire out and pack things away. It was just a, a learning project for our youth. He said, oh. And he put his head down. Barbie said, are you hungry? We've got plenty of pancakes and sausage across the street. He said, as a matter of fact, I haven't eaten in a while. She said, well, come with me. And I said, Barbie, I'm going to go across the street on to be with the youth. I said, will you bring him over? And she said, of course. So as I'm walking down the stairs to get across the street, I look back and Barbie is slowly, nonchalantly walking with him and talking to him. As we got across the street, there was a hustle and bustle, of course, the youth are all wanting to leave. And they're starting to tear down boxes down, and they're starting to pour water on the fire and, and packing things away. And, and I go inside, and I fix a plate of food, and, and youth come in and start to see that Barbie is sitting with this man as he's eating. And they realize that he's hungry. So they start bringing fruit and things, and he said, no, 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 I can't have fruit because I can't. I don't have bathrooms to go to. There's not bathrooms when you're homeless. And I don't, uh, so I can't have fruit that makes me go to the bathroom. Barbie put her head down. And Barbie started listening to his story. And the story is, is that he just needed to get to his, to his son in Texas. And he had been trying for several days, but with no phone and no connection and no money, it was just hard. And, and he was hungry. And he was sure grateful for the food. He had slept in the gazebo at the Cherokee uh, courthouse the night before and he had a trash bag with his clothes and things in it and I guess he'd just go back there and, and hope for the best 
So Barbie came up to me and the youth had all, we circled up and we prayed and the youth had all left and it was just Barbie and myself. And Barbie said, well, we just can't leave him. We just can't send him on his way. What are we going to do? I said, well, I, I, I guess, Barbie, we're going to figure it out. She goes, well, here's how much money I've got. How much do you have? She goes, let's get him a hotel room for the night and let's see if, if we can't get him to his son. We'll make some calls and call his son and make sure that he's going to pick him up and then we can pull together to get money for the bus ticket. I said, okay. I said, I will do that. And uh, she says, but listen. She said, we're going to do this together. We're going to take care of him together. She says, because no one else is going to want us to do this. I said, what do you mean? She goes, well, you know. She said, Roger and Duffy, they're going to think of this is dangerous. I said, well, Barbie, it, it kind of is. <laughs> I said, it's just a little. I said, she goes, but when we do it together, it's going to be okay. I said, okay. She goes, so let's go to the hotel room. Let's get him situated. And I said, well, I'm going to cook supper tonight, and I'll take him supper. She said, okay. She goes, and I'll get up extra early in the morning, and we'll start making the phone calls and see what would happen. I said, okay. So we did that. The next morning, Barbie was bright up and early and had called me and said, I've got donuts and him coffee. I'll meet you at his hotel room. I said, okay. And we did. She made the phone calls, talked to his son. His checkout time was noon, and we were going to drive him to Muscogee. We did all this. We drove him to Muscogee. We prayed with him. As he's getting out of the car and he has his trash bag and we bought him his ticket, his son's going to meet him on the other end in Texas, and we bought him his ticket. He's standing there, and, I, and Barbie said, Shannon, are you going to pray? So I took his hand, and Barbie and I stood there in that bus depot praying. We wished him well. We hugged him and put him on the bus. And as he drove away, we walked silently back to our car, to my car, and as we're driving back into town from Muskogee, Barbie looks at me, and she goes, you know what just happened? And she grabbed my hand. And I said, what? She goes, that love that you're always talking about? I said, yeah. She said, we were just the hands and feet of Jesus. We took care of it. Barbie was about the hands and feet of Jesus. Taking care of him. Let us pray. Most gracious, loving God, thank you for your presence among us. And thank you, God, for your will to be done in our lives. Thank you, God, for being beside us walking with us and leading us in every way. Not what we want, but you, what you want, your will be done. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I know I was supposed to be off this week um, to continue to heal and mend, but knowing that a lot of you are just as broken as I am, I knew I needed to be here today. Thank you, Shanna, for your great words today. I want to tell you a story about Barbie. Before I was appointed here, I was in Locust Grove. And uh, my very, um, I think it was my second or first year of doing uh, district camp. Um, they were having a dance and um, they put different adults, they assigned different adults in different places. And um, actually I actually think it was my first year. My first year doing district camp uh, here in our district. And that's um, so when I got to meet Brian uh, Rigsby. And, and, and he was actually my cabin partner. And we had uh, quite the time <laughs> doing that. That's the later stories for a later day. Um, but 
um, Barbie and I were placed um, to be on the river. And um, we sat there that night on that. There's a beautiful little bench that sits out on the river. And we just sat there and, and talked together about our love for the church and our love of mission and ministry that she had. And, and then later on, a couple of years later, when I was appointed here, and she realized who it was, she was excited because she had remembered that conversation that we had. And she knew that my heart was in the right place, and she was excited for where the church was going to be headed in the future. Barbie is a special person. And she touched anybody's hearts who came in her presence. Whether it's in the office or out in the community or wherever, Barbie's heart was so big that you saw her love that she had for people and care. She will be missed. We want to remind you that her, uh, her funeral services will be on Tuesday at 1 o'clock um, at um, the former pastor, Reverend James Graham's uh, place, which is located at 221037 South 384 Road in Fort Gibson. Uh, we put that up. Um, we put that up on our uh, Facebook page and, and website a little bit earlier, and we'll definitely... Um, uh, We'll definitely um, share that again with you all as well. But when Shannon and I were talking about what to do and what we need to do as a church, we um, picked one of her favorite hymns. And uh, as we sing this next song, Here I Am, Lord, we included some pictures of Barbie from her congregation of the time, her time here. And so we shared those with you. And so we encourage you to sing out and sing loud but also enjoy those pictures, and we'll share those pictures later on today. And so I invite you to stand and sing hymn number 593, Here I Am, Lord. Yeah. 
to Pastor Matt this week, and I said, see, she's just in another part of the church. She'll be back. So we're very blessed, very honored to get to have known Barbie. As all of you all are hurting, please know that we have lifted you all up in our prayers. We thank you all so much for the phone calls and the texts and the cards. And we know you're hurting as well. And we thank you. She was a great, great servant. She truly said, here I am, Lord, send me. Once again, her memorial service is Tuesday afternoon at 1 p.m. at Reverend James Graham Place, 2103 7 South 384 Road, Fort Gibson, Oklahoma. 